Welcome, everyone, to the Six Figure Social Worker Podcast. It's your girl, LA. I am your Six Figure Social Worker, and I am so excited to welcome Lakita onto the podcast. I want you all to just listen. Um, if you have questions, please do not hesitate to um, type them in, email us, reach out. Um, this podcast is to teach you how to make a living while you're making a difference. So welcome, Lakita. How are you? I am doing great, Lashana. Honored to be here today and be part of the Six Figure Social Worker Club. Yes, yes. So listen, let's just start start off. First of all, I want um, to start by you sharing with us what you're actually doing now. Yes. So at this moment, I, I help other social workers who basically have a vision, who have a desire, map out what their big goals are and make it into very small tests. So basically monetizing your expertise, letting you know that it's possible and that you can sell services for over $1,500. Awesome. Awesome. OK, so now how did you get to that space? I understood what it was like to be that that entrepreneur who had 10 hustles you know, before <laughs> I went to school to be a social worker. I had like 10 hustles doing all kinds of stuff. Didn't know what to do with a psychology degree. So I understood what that life was. And I was like, you know what? I don't want that for me and my daughter. Like when I decide to get my master's of social work and go back into business again, then I want to have consistent income. And I want to be able to provide, travel, have impact, time, and do all those things because it doesn't have to be one or the other. So it was like going through bankruptcy, foreclosure, all kind of life lessons. Wow. It's time. I I got it right. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So are you married? I am not. I am a mom that's single, very proud mom of 17 years now. So it's going awesome. absolutely amazing. And I think that's a lot of times, sometimes when people are single, they feel like, oh, I can't go into business for myself or I can't do it. Like when I say I've went from social assistance to building a six figure business, like yes. that's what I've actually done in my life. And I've done it single, no sugar daddy, Come on. no thing, <laughs> no living, no, none of that. This is all self-funded based on making decision after decision after decision and doing what I know to do in that particular moment. Because I would say when I made some very risky decisions, I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. But I at least knew my next three steps. And every single time, let me tell you, Shauna, it never failed. Every time I made a decision, the universe, everybody conspired to bring it to fruition. Like every mm -hmm. single time the people came, the opportunities came, the ideas came. So it's about just doing that one particular thing that's going to get to the next. And even if you don't know, start because trust me every single time things have always worked out and I've known what I needed to know when I needed to know it in that particular moment in time awesome I love that and that's why I asked you that question as well so I thank you just for flowing right in there because a lot of times people will block their own you know their own selves right for from reaching their goal because they think they have to have 
um, someone in their life, right? So when they hear a six-figure social worker or they hear someone that's um, successful in their business, they think, oh yeah, they must have had help or you know this and that. So that's why I asked you that question. So I thank you for flowing right into that. Now, let me ask you this. When you went to school, when you were going... Um, getting your master's. Did you know that you would be here or were you, um, had you bought into the myth that social workers don't make money? Well, first it wasn't an option for me not to make money. So that wasn't even something <laughs> that I even considered because I went into it. Like I said, I was an adult adult. And at that time, my daughter was three years old. I had the 10 hustles and I got to a point in my life where it was like, okay, Keita, cool. I've always had one main value, my number one, I guess two values. One is to provide for my daughter and two, to always be the present parent, the car rider mom, dance mom, field trip mom, Uber mom, all that stuff. Even before Uber was a thing, you know, you're transferring kids everywhere because mm -hmm. I wanted to be that, even though I wasn't the housewife, I wanted to live the life of a housewife. So because of that, once I got to a point, okay, I have this, I can do all these things with my daughter. But something is missing. I make money. I have these hustles, got the cars, duties, all kind of foolishness. But something is missing. And that's when I realized I don't have purpose. Mm -hmm. And because of that, when I went into social work, I had the mindset of, once again, two values. To make money. And in social work, I had to make over $40,000. That was, that was non-negotiable. And be a present parent for my child. And because of that, everything I did was in alignment with that. And I even, and at that point, it was like, okay, I got too many bills. I can't go to school full time and still pay all these bills. So that's when I decided, you know what? I'm going to file Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Did it myself on my birthday. Did the foreclosure, did the repossessions. Got a family loan, bought me a cash card and started from scratch financially. I still had student loans from, you know, undergrad. But besides that, my bills were extremely low. So I literally lived off student loans. And I knew that with social work, to make over 40000 you have to go into, at least in my opinion, work with the VA, hospice, healthcare, hospitals. Those were the only options. So I didn't put my mindset on anything else. DCF was not an option for me because one, it was going to take me away from my values, my kid, my time. And let's not forget, I was not going to make enough money. So no. I never fed into that because it wasn't an option. Yeah. I knew I had to make over 40000 And I moved from Tallahassee, Florida. I was at FSU. And I moved to Augusta, Georgia with my four-year-old, mind you, at this time as a mom that's single for an internship with the Department of Veterans Affairs. That was how determined I was. And that's at least five hours away. Mm -hmm. So I not only moved from Jacksonville to Tallahassee, which is about three hours, I turned around and moved from Tallahassee to Augusta just for internships to set myself up. Because when I started social work, the long-term vision was not to do what I do now. Right. The vision was to go into private practice. Whew. But as we all know, <laughs> and we learn, therapy might not be for everybody. And I'm the therapist now that does not offer therapy. I do coaching, contracting, and consulting for that reason. But at least I had the vision. But once again, I knew I had to make a certain amount of money. So... Yeah, the myth was not an option. Right. That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. I also love how you recognize like, wait, hold on. It's something um, greater, right? Or, or something um, unique about me and my social work degree, right? That you didn't just get stuck in, oh, I got to do therapy, you know? 
Um, and now that you're, you're doing coaching and consulting, and that's basically how you're making your, your income. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So when you, you mentioned purpose, speak a little bit on, on that. Because I think a lot of times, like our listeners, they're trying to figure out, okay, what's my purpose? Some of them are even thinking, did they go into the wrong field? You know, and as a master's, and I do have my own private practice, is I tell everyone, and I also teach social work classes at the University of Toledo. But I do that just on the side because I love teaching, right? But um, what I'm making in my private practice, like the university couldn't even pay me. So, you know, a lot of times we get caught up on what seems prestigious, right? Being a professor and all of that stuff but I want you to talk a little bit more about purpose because um like I said our listeners they will question whether or not they got into the right field you know they're trying to figure out their own purpose while they're in position to help others so just tap a little bit on to on that and for me purpose simply started with what am I good at what are my strengths what is it that I do naturally what is it that I do effortlessly so because of that, like I've always been a person that just knows how to navigate. I wasn't that kid in middle school where my parents are like, did you do your homework and all these things? So I'm like, hey, mom, I need a tutor. Hey, mom, I need money for the ACT. You know, I was that initiator. So because of who I am, so I think it starts with getting to know who you are, because whatever your purpose is in alignment with, it's in alignment with who you be every single day. Yeah. It's not taught. It's not a certificate. It's not a degree. Get a degree in social work was simply a degree for the opportunities, for me to have options, for me to get to that next level. That's all that was. Because inside of me, I was already a natural born social worker. That wasn't taught. And from that, with, and with my life experiences, those are the things that have dictated my passions. So I'm passionate about kids in high school and life skills. Why? Because I was clueless when I went off to college. I'm passionate about kids knowing about different opportunities. Why? Because I was bred to go to college. I didn't know any other way. I didn't know about entrepreneurship until I became a mom. And I knew that I didn't fit well in the corporate structure. And I'm always trying to be creative and tell people what they need to do with their job. And that never worked for me. Also, I'm passionate about single moms. Because I'm a mom that's single. And I feel like so many moms who are single don't get it. I'm passionate about working with um, people who are within the working poor, not people who are just like poor, not doing nothing, but the people who make too much money to get help, but don't make enough money. Why? Because I see what that's like. Because when I work with veterans that were homeless, I can see how some of them wanted to get to that next level, but couldn't get help just because they made too much, but not enough. And they didn't know how to up level. So and now I'm venturing into, which is a new part of contracting, because I right now I have a quarter of a million dollar VA grant, so I do have that. And I'll tell you once again, I did not know about that grant when I quit my job in February 2019. It was not existing. It wasn't even thought of. And in May, for the first time ever, that grant was created. And guess what? It was the same exact job that I did when I worked at the VA. So that just goes back into do what you need to do. And now... As I'm going into this next level, I realize my heart floods. When I say my heart flutters, Lashana, I get so excited yeah. when I'm in groups and helping social work students because I'm here and I see on a global scale that I'm here to change the narrative for the next generation of social workers yes. because 
so many of them that's like, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know my niche. What is it that you can teach better than anybody else without a PowerPoint? That's where you need to start at. Well, one, you need to start with getting money. If you know, map out or know how much your bills are and how much you need to make so you can at least pay your bills when you first graduate and be able to go out of dinner or go on a cheap cruise, something like that. I'm not saying you can go to Africa on your first (laughs) social work job. That's later on. That's once you become that six figure. Okay. That's when you can do the Africa situation. But initially, you want to make enough. And then from that, once you're steady, and making consistent income with, you know, at least that 40000 or whatever it might be for you, then you can start thinking about that next level and how you're going to monetize your expertise, your life experiences. I can talk about how I went from bankruptcy to rebuilding my credit, repossession to buying more cars, foreclosure to buying another home, mastering being a mom that's single, going from social assistance to six-figure business owner. So, and you have those things in your life that you can also do. So, Absolutely. That's, you know, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So, okay. Share with us, like with the grant, what do you do with the grant? Yes. Yeah, so I work with homeless veterans on life skills and also coaching to support them with maintaining permanent housing. Cause at one point with these particular veterans, they were homeless and now they're housed. And the goal is, so it's not a whole, I guess the in and out, in and out, because so many individuals, especially veterans who are homeless, they go back into being homeless because they don't know how to manage life, manage bills. So basically it's all about life skills and coaching. And then I see them maybe once once a month, sometimes twice, just depending on what the veteran needs, but it is extremely rewarding and flexible because I get a chance to make my own schedule and basically getting paid at least $40,000 more than what I did when I worked at the VA. Doing the same thing yes. just because I made a decision because my daughter was dealing with life in eighth grade and she was being kicked out of school. And I said, not my baby. My baby not going to an alternative school. No, what I'm about to do is quit this Department of Veterans Affairs job. Yes, I left my <laughs> government job to homeschool my daughter and go into business full time. And I figured I have the skills, the abilities. I'm equipped yes. to make some money on the side with my number one priority once again was my daughter so yeah. nothing else mattered in that particular moment and and as usual everything lined up opportunities present themselves and because of that one decision putting my values first so knowing what's important to you yes. don't waver you know yeah. what I'm saying don't be gray you need to be black or you need to be white you just yes. need to decide yes what's really important to you yes yeah, that's interesting um, as it relates to you leaving and now um, putting yourself in a position where you double, right, or even more of what you, you know, get paid for the work that you were doing. And I was sharing that on our um, social work page. I was saying how, because I started off in a behavioral health organization and um, I'm one that I believe change is possible. And so when they began to do like Suboxone and you know um, a lot of this medication assistance stuff, it was going against my personal values because I wasn't seeing the change that I knew was possible. And that what led me to leave the organization to resign. And I had been there like at least 10 years. And I said, okay, wait, hold on. I also seen in that moment that it was a lot of um, workers who needed help. So a lot of other therapists who needed help themselves. So when I started my private practice, I literally started so I can be a social worker to the social workers. 
and really help them understand, you know, how the information we teach our clients, they apply to us, you know, and really helping them balance their own lives while they're in a position to help someone else. And so, yeah, so that I love that aspect of it, making sure you understand your personal values, you know, and re, and being able to press past the fear, right? And the anxiety, because here you are a single mom and you're like, okay, wait, all bets are on me, really. <laughs> I got to make a decision, you know, with my child in mind and trust that things are going to work out. I, I love that. So, so what services um, do you offer? So talk to our listeners about um, what you will offer them. Yes. So because of my experiences in life, I realized there are so many, especially when it comes to social workers, we have so many different ideas. So because of us having so many ideas, we're like all over the place. So what I do with my money mapping intensive is I help social workers that was just like me with all these ideas. Like I said, I had the 10 hustles and, and now I'm only focused on one thing. Everything I do at this moment ties into me being a social worker and using my social work skills. So I'm not talking about the t-shirt business. I'm not talking about all this other stuff. All that, all that stuff is great. No, I use my one skill set, being a social worker. And from that, I do coaching, contracting, consulting. And that's the same thing I do with my clients, taking, helping you take all of those ideas and figure out what is that one particular idea that's going to allow you to make the most money working the less. That's going to come to you naturally. And it's not something where you have to get another certificate, another degree, something else. No, it's already in you. It's just about identifying what is that one thing and then tie your story to it so that's what I do yeah. basically one big funnel take all those ideas get you to the bottom of your funnel and we'll work through an execution plan with time frames marketing the whole nine yard and that will be the one one service or product that you will focus on for those next six months not not being all over the place no that one particular service or product in your business because you can't you can't multitask you already have life you might be a parent you might be a caregiver you might actually still have a nine to five so in your business you can only really focus on one thing and put all of your marketing into that and you can go to get paid for your expertise.com to book that high-end expert sales call with me say that again get paid how Yep, get paid for your expertise.com and that's where you can book your high-end expert sales call with me awesome awesome now do they have to have a master's degree or is it anyone really that's looking that feels like they're all over the place and they just need someone to kind of help um prioritize some of the things it's for anyone that has ideas and vision mm. Okay. So saying, oh, I just want to make more money, that's not enough. Okay. Okay. We have to have something for us to start with for us to take it through the funnel. So yeah, yeah. And look, how did you how did you maneuver through the pandemic? Great. Um, because I have a federal grant, and because of that, I submit my billing every first and fifteenth. So yeah, I'm not sure if that's what you're asking. Well, basically. I mean, you were able, so during that time, right, when we were on shutdown, you were able to provide like Zoom telehealth services or were you still out there paving the street? Oh, no, not paving the street at all. Telehealth, telephone, and sometimes there was 
there was really nothing for me to do okay. except for, you know, just be because, you know, for a second with COVID, even you couldn't, yeah, you couldn't even try to reach out and do different things. So there were times where I worked a lot and there were other times where it was like, hey, you know, it just is what it is because a lot of people that I would get my referrals from weren't able to even get referrals because they weren't even getting the work. So they couldn't even know what clients was available. Yeah. So it was a effect, but luckily with the grant, it didn't impact things. We still did our billing and they understood that, hey, you know, COVID is happening. So no, I didn't have to go out and hit the pavement, did okay. some phone stuff, virtual stuff with the veterans that I did have at that particular moment. Okay, okay. And is it a team of you? It is me, and, and when I say my partner, so with me, because of, and this is something else that's important when it comes to life, even though I'm a loner, and I'm an introvert, and I'm an on-demand extrovert, you have to have relationships with people, because you can't do it all alone, so when the VA grant presented itself, I was talking to a friend of mine who has a nonprofit, who also was my coach at one point, I was like, yeah, I see this VA grant, I want to apply for it, but I'm not a nonprofit. So she said, oh, Lakita, that's fine. I'll be the fiscal agent. So she's the fiscal agent. The grant goes through her and I'm written into the grant as a sub-grantee. So, so it's just literally her as the fiscal agent and I'm the individual who actually provides the services to the veteran. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I, lo I love that. I thank you for your um, transparency, too. You know, because, again, I want our listeners to know that there are people, social workers out here who are willing to share, you know, um, the steps, but also understanding, too, um, we have to invest right in our in our own selves and that's one of the things i had to realize as well like i didn't want to just go and sit in someone's seat take up their time and not realize that wait hold on they had the, they could have been making 200 dollars you know or whatever for this session or whatever so you know just really understanding that investment piece because again what i found is that when people invest they do the work you know, and so, um, yeah, so I encourage the listeners to reach out to you. And it's so interesting. You said you was a, you said introvert? Yes. <laughs> I'm an introvert. That's the on-demand extrovert. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I lo and where, where are you located? I'm in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. 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 Awesome. Awesome. So anything else you want to share with the listeners before we um, actually end? I just want them to know that you can have the impact, the money, and the time for self-care, family, travel, to do what you want, when you want to, how you want to. You just have to make the decision of what you really want and stop lying to yourself. And it's okay if you don't have people in your circle at this time that support you. Get connected, invest in community. I invest in coaching. I don't expect people to pay for my coaching services and I don't pay for a coach. No, I pay for coaching for business. And I even pay for coaching now to be in a community with other Black women who are digital nomads, who are living all over the world, since that's where I'm going with my next iteration of life once I become an empty nester. So I invest to get in community, 
and I can AKA pick their brains, but I'm not picking their brains for free. I'm in community, I'm building relationships and I'm learning and I'm investing. And like Lashana said, when you invest and when you really invest, invest, you have a totally different mindset. So yes. make the decision, invest in yourself with whatever that next thing is that you need that's going to support everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you again for joining. I know that the listeners really enjoyed this interview with you. Hopefully I asked you questions and we tapped on things that the listener may um, have wanted to know, but I encourage everyone to reach out to Laquita and her information will be um, available. So thank you once again. Thank you.